Newton-Cote. Tazara wide out and now King of the Castle drives through the middle. King of the Castle and Tazara fighting it out. King of the Castle and Tazara and Tazara goes back to back. Tazara knocked off King of the Castle. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined in studio by Happy himself, uh, John Walter. He's just been in peak hour traffic at the Gold Coast. It, that doesn't exist, Walt. There's no such thing as traffic how in the Gold Coast. How would you know, mate? You don't go anywhere. You stay home. You, you make everyone come to you. So how would you know? No, you can build a studio. Do you even have a car? You. Hey? Do you even have a car? Stolen. Youth crime. It's on the rise up here, but uh, it's everywhere. DK, how are you, mate? Bundled out of the finals, I hear. Yeah, we got bundled out. The rotten, rotten wind was blowing once. And boys hadn't played in wind all year. They copped a windy game. It didn't handle it well, but anyway. Yes, yeah, so that was disappointing. A bit of emotional drinking there Sunday afternoon and evening I did, but uh, no, no, anyway. <laughs> oh, it's, it comes a long season. I started training the boys in February. All of a sudden, bang, six months, you know, big commitment, like 40-odd training sessions, 16 games, and all of a sudden it's ended. So um, anyway. They, uh, Isaac could be on the backup next year, bottom age, top age. Are you going to coach again? Coaching again? Uh, yeah, I've got Avery coming through on the under. She'll be coming through on the under-eight girls as well. So, um, <laughs> if I, yeah, so she's, she's a little goer too. So I'd, I'm just not sure whether I'm as good as, going to be as good as coach for the older boys. Might be better with the little ones. So I worked it out, Scooty, but uh, it's good fun though. I'll tell you, it gives you something. My my point in life just give me another great, great interest. Um, I've been passionate and all oh, I've lived, eaten, breathed for 25 years as horse racing and um, it's just great, been great to have another little outlet. Something for you to look forward to down the down the track, uh, uh, Nico, when you you and the squeeze get going in sure. your store. Hopefully that's a long time away. <laughs> anyway, another 20-degree days down here, boys. Just magnificent outside. Not, not a cloud in the sky. First week of August. Just, you know, you go up the Gold Coast, the beautiful weather. No, no, no dramas down here. 20 degrees. 20 degrees. It's 24. I was at the beach on Sunday. But um, speaking of, no, uh, well, it was more of a bit of a monorail at Mooney Valley on Saturday. What was that uh, dished up on, on Saturday, Nico? Was that Metro Standard? I think uh, six of the nine winners uh, were in the top three. Five of nine were leaders. I think the Summit was the only genuine closer. I think it was the only horse that um, was sort of five lengths, lengths off him at the five, or the 800, the 600, and it was the only genuine closer. I had uh, Luke Cray argue that it wasn't a leader's track, of course, Um on uh, on Sunday, so he's obviously got nothing better to do. He's probably, he's probably the only bloke that could argue on the, on against it. On the grumpy it. scale, huh? On the grumpy scale, if I'm like a nine point <laughs> seven, what's he? Eighty six. He's off the Richter. He's off the Richter. Hiroshima. Not Metro Standard though, Nico. And in disgust, I think you said on uh, Saturday night or Sunday, I can't remember when it was, but you said you're not going to bother going next time. Well, that. Well, that could change, but there was just no point from a yard point of view. Like you're looking in the yard, you're looking for sort of a length or two edge and then the track's about a four-length bias to the rail. I know the summit came from the back, but you're still on the rail. Still rail through. So uh, it was definitely rails and run at worst if you don't want to label an elitist track, but it definitely was. And then, you know, you go through some of those horses that did lead, I think four four or five of them um, hadn't led at any start in this preparation and then a few of them had never led in their life and then all of a sudden bang straight to the front, no, the front. I mean why wouldn't Keats Keats is the man, one of the maddest leaders in the state he never led yeah. why did Slane Slane's a leader had to lead hand it up and gave, gave the race up. to Magnus Bin. like it's not as easy as again so I'll, I'll just and find the leaders because then they didn't lead I think <laughs> Dicko had seven <laughs> off as the best part that's why Keats didn't lead Dicko walked the track and had seven <laughs> off as the best part <laughs> press release early didn't you see it there's a press release in the morning seven off Gonna be the nice row. Been a big week. I see curls. Is curls retired. No press conference though. No. A bit going on in Twitter sphere. No. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what's going on? Who knows? It's yeah. even changed names. X 
Have you X. seen all that on Twitter? Yeah, 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 Elon, yeah, yeah, he's putting his stamp on it. Hmm, I keep losing my uh, – I've got lots of tabs open all the time. I keep losing where my, my Twitter tab is, so I'm looking at it less often. It might be a good thing. You're traveling well in life when you paid ninety billion or something for a, a website to change the name of it. Keep complete rebrand the whole thing because <laughs> you feel like it. It's crazy, isn't it? He's the best. This is an interesting one that's uh, got a lot of airtime on uh, the Twoot or the X or whatever we're going to start calling it. Uh, Whip free big bash style racing teams mic'd up jockeys uh, mic'd up and trainers. So you're not allowed to uh, hit the horse with the whip. But uh, you're going to hear what the trainers and jockeys are saying. Simply, we'll go around the room. Are you for it or against it? And after you say yes or no, you're going to increase your turnover because of it because it's a turnover sport. Question number one, though, is has anyone from Racing Victoria actually admitted to this or actually anyone from the place said this is actual truth or is it all just made up crap? Don't, don't know. Because the only person no, I've heard uh, from Mick, is- Mick Pride, Mick Pride, they've signed NDAs, all the trainers. It's going to be the top eight or nine trainers and they've signed NDAs to not discuss it. So they asked Mick Price about it Saturday morning and he just said, yeah, sort of agree that something's in the works, but I can't really talk about it. So it's, But it's no some, one's so, officially come out and said anything from Racing Victoria yet. No, so this is all a bit, bit speculative about all the different angles of it, but it seems mm. it, hasn't, it hasn't been made up. There is something afoot here, but um, it's going to be like a rapid racing day. You know, It's going to be a, just a, a, some sort of a different day, different aspect. I think it'll be a night meeting at Mooney Valley, the top, top trainers and jocks and whatever it is, and it's just... I know they're going to be made for TV for the sound of it with all the mic'd up and stuff like that. So that, none of that will happen. They can't mic up. There's no way in the world anyone. The insurance would be impossible. If someone fell off with someone in their ear and they died, it's game over for the whole game. But in the mounting yard, they pre-race, could, pre-race they would. Yeah. Pre-race, yeah, pre-race the instructions. Yeah. I think yeah. that was a lot of the because I was working for TRPNRacing.com at the time. I think that was a lot of the planning with rapid racing, and it just never, never kind of got yeah. over the line that way. <clears throat> But now they have much better infrastructure and all those kind of things. So I think something like that could work, whether it has to be this whip-free sort of racing and, you know, it's the top trainers and top jockeys. I did like Tom Sadler's tweet where he said, top trainers, top jockeys, isn't that just a spring carnival? Like, we've already got that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't think they're looking too much sort of away from the obvious there. But I think there there is a space where a concept like this could work, but what sort of has been at least rumoured um, – does seem a bit odd at the moment, yeah, but I think yeah. there's You'd something like, in the works. That when, when they something it. better. There's there's definitely something better to be done than rapid racing. That's exactly right. right? And the coaching aspect again with the Dennis Pagan all this that didn't really work either. No. You know, he's standing there revving up the jock. So I think they're taking learnings from that, and I think it's going to be an additional meeting scoot. So you know, I mean, it's just a. It's, it's, it, I don't know when they're going to do it. Might throw it on a Wednesday night or something. Or who knows when? Middle of trying to get some eyes on the eyes on the sport on racing to come on a Wednesday night or something like a Happy Valley sort of thing. But um, so I think it's going to be an additional meeting. So whether it's drives turnover or not, it's 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 an additional meeting. Yeah, it sounds like you bikes are both for it down there. Oh, I'm not just. I, mean, I don't mind. You can be. Diff, different. I don't mind. Like, the, 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 there's so many draconian dinosaurs in horse racing. I don't mind people thinking outside the box and trying something new. Uh, trying something new. Now, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least they're trying something new rather than same, 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 which is so, you know, part of our industry has been same, same, same for donkeys, you know? Mm. And anytime you try something new, the old, old stage is still in the industry. Just, oh, no, I can't change that, can't change this. Don't do that. You know, I don't mind the concept. And the new bloke, the new bloke's ex-Big Bash, so he's, he's thinking that fast young people getting eyes on the sport, that 18 to 35 age bracket. So he's obviously said, you know, who he ever goes to, Matt Welsh or something, have a look at this, put something together this style, see what you can come up with. So, you know, I don't... I'm not potting it, but um, don't, don't can't pot it till you see it. What about you, Grumple Stiltskin? Oh, well, I probably won't even watch it. But more interested in the <laughs> um, than the whip free racing. That can't happen. 
that can't happen or it's a just a huge step backwards. So. Do you reckon the jockeys are nearly strike? Um, those they should. Yeah. They should. I think the Sydney, well, I don't think it'll happen in Sydney, but um, they should. Yeah. I believe they should. Yeah, it's, it seems crazy. I, I don't know what that's going to achieve. People are either for or against racing. I don't think if you um, whip them or not, it'll it'll do anything you know, to, to change turnover or someone's not just going to come out and watch this just because it's whip free. It's just opening up Pandora's box and you can see Matt Chapman. We well, can't put it back in. No. And everyone thinks that uh, racing without whips, not, not a lot would change. A lot would change. Mm. Yeah, you can see it over in the UK already happening. What were you going to say, DK? I was just going to say, I think you're going to move on to it now, but David, one thing I, the one thing I got took from the David Price article and he was going out about Woke Agenda, but there's another 60-plus-year-old bloke potting, you know, something new, um, was that why we keep calling it the whip. Why? 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 You know, call it the persuader or the crop or something like that. The whip has that connotation. Mm. And, it, you know, just it's, it's a persuader. Go, jockey goes for the persuader. Jockey goes for the crop. They call it a crop in the UK or something, don't they? Persuader elsewhere. So um, the word, the, the the choice of words for the for the tool could uh, could help uh, optics and stuff there for sure. I think that makes a little bit more sense just to sort of get uh, the naysayers or just block out a bit of the noise. So I think they need to stand their ground, and that's definitely one thing. I've never people... heard any noise except from us. Well, exactly. We make our own I've never noise. Heard anyone shoot go, ourselves oh, in the foot. Geez, I don't watch horse racing because they've got a. They whip them. I've never heard anyone say that in my life. No, I haven't either. Not at all. Um, most of the people don't uh, that don't bet that I know, um, they can't figure out how to bet and they say it's too well, complicated like and too hard. Or they just don't like gambling full um, stop. Which the is whole fine. Game's- no problem. Yeah, that's right. It's just each to their own. But it's, I've never heard anyone say it's because of a crop or a persuader or a whip. Mm. And Tony McAvoy said, well, as long as turnover is the whole point of it, that's what we need to be doing. And it's the same with um, sort of the, the lines that David Price was uh, was talking about. He'd know. He's got 100 horses and he's been in the game forever. So um, I, I don't know. I'm, I think it's a it's a positive to try something new. I think the whip's uh, no good. And then turnover, uh, I don't think anyone's going to uh, bet more or less uh, because of it. I think it'll just be much the same and much the same sort of people um, sort of betting on it. But um, that's enough of that one. But uh, work cover pre. Premium seem to be uh, smashing trainers. Well, it seems to be uh, two schools of thought here. So there's some trainers that haven't clued on that you just pass the cost over to over to owners. So it's um, some it's owners are copying two dollars fifty a day, or anywhere between twenty five dollars and seventy a month onto their uh, their horse horse bills, or it's just getting massaged into the the cost of training their horse. Yeah, it's not clued on to not doing it. They just don't believe their owners can afford to pay anymore in, in a lot of cases and. Up here, I think it's even worse. They said, like this new uh, Gold Coast development up here. They, they said the work cover on top of it's just out of control. On top of box rent and other things that are, you know, pretty constant costs they can't avoid, and they they they've got to kind of pass it on. But you know, like so some stables are more brazen, aren't they? Because they probably think they're untouchable, and their bills are so big that it just gets lost in the in the ruck. But the little guys that sort of that uh, don't have the the big syndicates and owners behind them try and sort of keep it as cost-effective as possible. and You know, now they kind of have to pass it on because otherwise they're going to be out of business. Mm, splat. What do you reckon about this one, Nico? I guess you're a bit closer to the, the trainers here with your old man. and I haven't really talked to him about it, but his business model is a lot different to other trainers. Give me does a lot more sort of pre-training and um, just training horses at the beach and those kind of things compared to someone that's probably running a similar model to him with the same amount of horses that's actually training them all themselves. Um, so, yeah, I think – listening to the radio coming in on RSN, I think it's going to have a lot bigger impact on, say, harness racing by the sounds of things. 
than probably horse racing. They they sound in a pretty dire sort of state there with um their budget cuts as well. So um yeah, it would definitely be interesting times. But like you said, the, the big stables probably just pass it on. If you're probably more competitive, you're looking to probably absorb it and still keep your costs um, kind of low, but maybe there's something that comes with, you know, less staff there or something like that. So it's definitely a, a flow on effect for sure. Right. It's a very complex issue from what I've been hearing and reading about it. And it's not just racing, it's it's a whole it's every, it's all businesses across the state. You know, the government's the government's broke. It's gone crazy on its overspending on all those projects. And um now it's trying to reel money back in and it's it already subsidized work cover to a billion dollars and it's tapped out at a billion dollars. And said, no, and that's why all the premiums have gone up in every industry, in every industry, not just horse racing, and um, yeah, and, across, and it's, as I said, it's a smaller to medium guys. Simon Zara saying he's just doubled from what seventy grand to one hundred and forty grand or something like that. You know, it's a lot of money for a middle tier joint, and um, you can say that New South Wales run their own and all this sort of stuff. But there's pros and cons of that, I believe. You know, they aggressively mm. pursue claimants and don't pay out as much and things like that. So it's not ideal, but. Um, um, I wonder if Pete, did Pete wonder, everyone, all the trainers put up their fees, of course, the first, I wonder if Pete Moody put his up, you know, he's already 200 a day, he knew, he just, he wouldn't, he'd absorb, he'd absorb it, 200 a day, no, he, he, he knew that, you know, just absorb it in the training fees. Crazy, isn't it? 200 a day doesn't touch the sides in Sydney. It, 200? No, <laughs> no it's, it's, it's 170 or something, but it's not really, that's, that's the base and then you've got yeah. 700 plus, million plus, things plus, on top plus, of it. Plus, plus. <laughs> the, the problem is the country provincial guys are the ones paying the same you know, premiums is the people in the city here and it's hard to get staff. They're paying double for staff that what mm. city staff are paying and they're the ones that are trying to keep their costs down. So it's just... Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ben Brisbane yeah. was saying that Ben, as because he's up at Wangaratta and just he was sort of saying that he's got to keep his prices down but country people are, but still at the same sort of costs. But, I mean, the, uh, the prize money's gone up. How, how much? Like, how much? No, 100%. $2.50. And trainers are on the bones of their ass. You know, I just uh, just doesn't make sense. But have like at six million dollars this rise that whatever it was in Sydney. What does that do really? You super maidens. It gives you an extra five or ten grand or something to the winner hmm. uh, in these areas. What does that pay? A month's training fee, two months training fee. It's not like it's 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 not a negative. I'm not bagging it, but it's not life changing. You know, hmm. it's and uh, and the same thing. Right, you'd know through through your contacts of trainers. My I remember my my Peter Morgan when I used to speak to him ten years ago. He's given it away now, but um. Ten on that years ago, he said training fees, but even back then, and be now, just all they do is cover basic expenses. He said you only get an earn out of your ten percent. It's the only mm. way you get an earn, and that's that's what Zara said the other day. Just got to put the training fee to align with all your expenses. There's no yeah, there's it, no like, cream on top for the most of the trainers out of the training fees. Nothing. And this six and a half million, the big uh, press conferences stuff, all it does is put up the prices for tried horses on English that they try and buy and and take out of the country, so it's making them more expensive, and then. You know, yearlings and everything doesn't help with those prices. Prices them out of buying these sort of mm. second market Inflation half decent horses they can make an earn from just to try and win an extra 5000 And now you've got a, a, a country maiden worth 100 I'm tipping it's not going to be full of country horses either. So it's, um, you know, they're not negatives, but they don't, they're not huge positives when you really look at it for um, most of the trainers. I won't go on too much further about it because we know, but the one thing that Harness Racing Bloke did let slip on the radio this morning, Nico, was that wagering's down 10% across the board. All codes, so um, and you know that's he let slip that this week. He's obviously he's in at HRV, which is in the race in Victoria offices. They're based in the same thing, so um, they've made their cuts. They've come up and said right, but you know they trimmed their fat and cut some prize money, and I don't think they'll be the lone rangers. No, they cost of living be. prices, seven percent inflation, mate. I'm telling you, ten mm. percent's the tip of the iceberg. 
yeah. tip of the iceberg. There, there could be a couple of uh, jurisdictions that are complete house of cards, but I guess that'll be uh, shown in and proven in time. Uh, Aaron Bullock, reigns uh, supreme, huge effort. Uh, what sets him apart from his uh, the other riders, Walt, in his areas? Uh, he just keeps it simple. It's it's taken him a long time. Obviously, I had a pretty close connection with him for quite a while, and you know, he used to try and ride fifty six and and keep the trainers happy to. Uh, especially he was riding a lot for Chris Lees and doing, you know, five, six days a week. And he, he to, to maintain 58, he basically has to sit in the bath and run 10 to 15 Ks a day wow. to, in a wetsuit. So that's to, to, sorry, that's to get to 58. Then he cuts the 58 back to 56 in the bath. So, you know, now basically 57 is as low as he goes, tries to keep it to 58, 90% of the time, tries to ride probably 20% fewer meetings. And he's worked out that works for him and he can maintain that during a sort of, you know, probably 11 months. He always goes, needs a little break. And I see that um, after Tari on Monday, he was in the ski fields within 24 hours. So well-earned break for Aaron, but he's worked out what he does. He's, he's a strange rider. Like he, he hates leading, which, you know, everyone knows it's sort of further forward you go, the better, better it is uh, statistically. But he, he hates it with a passion. He likes to box seat 90% of his horses and sort of let the other riders make the mistakes and pick up the pieces and just trust his uh, ability to be strong late on them. And and he's ridden 200 winners at 25% or something. It's a pretty strong effort. I know Jimmy Orman, great effort from him too, but I think he'd ridden sort of 200 plus more rides, uh, 200 plus more rides than Aaron over the year. So yeah, it's pretty hard to knock Aaron. And um, your question about, you know, the, the tax, it's just the sort of horse he rides. I think if, he, if you've got a horse that sort of can get on speed but needs really encouraging um, he's he's one person who can you can justify the tax you pay for them a horse that sort of gets out the back that has a turn of foot or whatever and maybe a little bit over hyped you, you're probably not looking to gain much of an advantage from Aaron on those horses so particular horses he can he can lift them and he'd be a perfect example of if there was no whip he'd be interesting to look at because he's so strong physically mm. he may actually improve uh, compared to others who who need a little bit of the persuader or whatever you want to call it to get the horse into a, a quickened rhythm, whereas he can sort of lift them physically. It'd be interesting to see. It's, it's crazy. If you just look at their, um, his ROI, flat staking, uh, these stats are courtesy of a punning form, flat staking of his last uh, 50 rides, uh, 13 winners at 24%, 56 a place. And so you're only doing 5% if you just flat stake all these. And you know, that's like, crazy. I had a horse in Atari. Crazy and it good. Was 40s. Yep. Aaron went on late. Uh, like the day after or whatever, it was like 40s to 11s in 10 minutes with him. So they're mm. just smashing him um, on all runners. And it, like it got back out. Was it 20s. Brendan's Hope? My horse? Yeah. No, head spins. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was in front with 100 to go. I'd bet up on it at $6 a place and it ran a nice fifth. It was pretty it was good <laughs> to watch. Um, yeah, but he gave it every hope as he does most of his horses. But yeah, there's definitely a tax uh, applied to him now, but um, – he, he could ride through it, as you said, but to get within 5% considering the amount of you – know, and that if you got the best price on those horses, I'm, I've got no doubt that you'd be well in profit. Outstanding. No, it was good to see. It, uh, it was set, fun, wasn't it? Oh, everyone bitches on. Oh, they should be trying for their ass all the time. They're not. They're not. A lot of them are going around. A lot of them are not, you know, fully committed to every ride. And it's just great to see a couple of jockeys who were fully committed for a month. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I think we spoke about it. I don't know if it was on air, off air. It doesn't really matter. But uh, they get they only have to ride one or two, don't they? And then they get paid to go for the meeting anyway. And there's some well, sort and they of, get two sixty or ride or whatever it is. So you ride twenty horses a week and run last on them. There's five thousand. Yeah. I know there's that's not five thousand in their pocket, but it's five thousand in 
in earnings for the week. It's pretty hard to do that anywhere else without having to perform. But isn't there an incentive for them not to take too many rides at provincial tracks or something? Yeah, depending on the amount of travel and there's all sorts of rules and I think every state's different too, but it's um, there's certainly top-ups and travel allowances and minimums and all sorts of things that um, that they can take advantage of if they, they choose to. Yeah, a couple of little tricks. Anyway, we might uh, discuss that on uh, next week's show or further down the track. Today's show is going to be a beauty. Uh, Donnie's back with his uh, little send-in videos. Wolf Moon was a beauty for uh, the syndicate yesterday. Uh, I was off the map, and he's got uh, Eagle Farm this Saturday. Uh, Walt, uh, Insurrection gave uh, you a uh, an erection last week. You got Rose Hill. Uh, a little bit of rain around Saturday itself. Uh, Nico, uh, Milford and Superstock, complete, uh, did not participate. And, uh, yeah, good meeting to sort of review there. Yeah, Milford, Milford still should have won. Should have won Milford. Milford. <laughs> <laughs> just can't jump over him, can uh, you? Well, we'll sick, wasn't it? There. Mm. Yeah. Who, was it Carlene just wrote it at like 11 out of 10 to beat you there? Can't not really, should have. A, a lot of bets. Well, we got ago. stuck in behind Irish Flat. Like, that was the horse that the bias was most pronounced on. Like, he hadn't finished within... <laughs> I think eight, eight lengths of the winner, and then all of a sudden he's battling out in the finish because he's in the best ground, and he was gone at the eight hundred. Like we just couldn't get around him. Yeah, that was a sick watch. Anyway, yeah, I think I only started tuning in for the last two or three races. It was just diabolical, wasn't it? Uh, you got Flemington this Saturday. As is still uh, on holidays. Uh, DK, you picked it like a dirty nose. He's he's, he one. extended holidays yeah. now after the first. He's got too much. He's got too much, and that was an absolute beauty over in Adelaide. I don't know if you're watching or you bet. DK, but my favourite, me and Johnny Kelton lined up on exploring and then we were scratched at the gates in a sensation. It wasn't really sensational. And then uh, I think your horse still popped 440 SP and, and the totes old Cliffy Brown. Cliffy Lard Brown, and S. Mate. Rouge. Yeah. Mate, hey? good, good trainer, Cliffy Brown. Straight away, another he had a winner yesterday, knocked over, you know, didn't he? Of course, has he? Of course, knocked over a shorty yesterday. No, good trainer, Cliffy Brown. So if you, if you sort of I tune into one, I'll be, it's like Philip Stokes, you like one, and he trains it. Put a little bit more on. Got great little set set up, uh, set up there, and uh, nice read there. See, there's an Adelaide horse snuck over for a into Rose Hill on Saturday. A little sprinter, thousand meter horse or something. Yeah, right. I haven't seen that for a while. Yeah, you, you're not going to preview it. I'm not going to preview the Adelaide horse. <laughs> Give uh, it the Gordo pen. Hey. Give it the Gordo pen. Top Sports team is there back in business. Tazarel uh, hit the board there. Uh, they could be on a roll. They could be uh, back in business there. Make sure you, uh, you check out Top Sport. They're Australian-owned and operated. Uh, they've been in the game for about 40 years. Uh, Lloyd has now handed the baton over to Tristan and uh, Letitia there, and they're uh, Australia's fairest bookie. So make sure uh, you give them an opportunity, topsport.com.au. And, Nico, I think we're going to open the batting with you. Uh DK keeps telling us how good the weather is, but I checked last night, 2 to 10 mil possibly on Friday, which will just uh, take the edge off the uh, the track nicely there. And we're going to have a look at uh, race six, which is the uh, the Simon Green Plate over 2,000 metres. Aristonos is a favourite here. One of Walt's horses, uh, Annabelle Train, $4.20. Uh, Shahar is $4.60. Waskali, $7.50. Mayfair Spirit, $10.00. Um, as good as Berg Burgets, uh, eleven dollars. Court deep, twelve dollars. And Trossetti is twelve dollars. Good as and sober the- gets, mate. Sober. No, uh, uh, yeah. Is it? Yeah, as good as sober gets. Oh. Yeah, okay, cool. Trossetti twelve dollars. The nephew twelve. Blue cup thirteen dollars and eighteen dollars. A bit of the rest. Uh, Aristonius or Aristios, Risty. Aristy. <laughs> this is the horse that you like, Nico. Tell us why. Oh, he didn't have much chance this day. He was last at Caulfield. Uh, he's absolutely smashing the betting. 225, comes widest runner here on the turn. Still comes home the quickest 
closing uh, last 200 meters of the race, dominated up on speed with Thorin just keep running. I think this Caulfield sort of 1600 to 2000, when they go fast, it is very hard to make ground, especially in these off-season races. And I thought he did a pretty good job here to sort of stick on the way he did. He still comes home pretty strong. Um, there would be some sort of reservation or he could be a little bit flat out of this because he did a lot of work, but he has had 26 days off between runs. Uh, what would know him from his uh, his win back there at Randwick two starts ago where he just sat at the back and looped him up. Um, it, all of his runs here in Australia have been, I think, very good. I think he's a horse that's probably destined for better class of racing than this. And I think for barrier number two, there is a real opportunity. Dan Yendel can position him closer in the run. So I did note he is double accepted in Sydney as well, but he's going to 2,400 there. So um, with the gap between months, maybe they look to come to Melbourne. Uh, but I just thought if he comes here, um, I have a bit of time for Shehaya. We had a really good crack at him two starts ago when he won. Um, he just does a little bit wrong. I think Aristonius potentially has more upside. And then you look at the rest of the field. Well, Scully was good last start, but he's coming out of sort of midweek racing and there's not much else here. So I think Aristonius is a horse. If he, say, if he won this race, um, I think he could definitely take the, the jump up to sort of open class. And then that's not a huge jump up at this time of year um, to say – sort of win his way into sort of a Bart Cummings or a race like that. And I think that will be definitely a, a plan for this sort of horse um, looking to target those early spring races. So uh, if, if he's as good as a few people think he is, like myself, I think he should be winning this race. So I thought $4.20 was pretty generous if he's here. Yeah, he's a nice horse. That was just... Josh was on the start. Wrong. Yeah, he just let, looked like That's there was going to be um, a bit of tempo in that race. And there was for about 200 metres and they just pulled up stumps. So, yeah, I don't think Josh could have done much about it but it was a it was a very nice barrier trial for a race like this that's for sure so Collett, it looks like collett's got the ride if they go sydney yeah, way and then no rider nominated i'd be surprised if i think it surely it goes to it melbourne. Go? surely hey surely it goes to melbourne yeah what's the name is it and uh, what, what stables has, are they i think yendel's got the right nico yeah, yendel. yeah it's yendel yeah lovely love dano's in the zone just absolutely killing it in the bushes in dk's not yeah. He's pretty much come out and said he's not going to ride any camels. You, you got to be in the market if you want me on your horse. So <laughs> I, I love that. I read that. Yeah, that was great. He's a beauty. He's a, he's a good chance if he's there. We could slow the cannons and then uh, race three up in Sydney. We might just back him anywhere he goes. Just follow it with a lot of confidence. Race seven is the Ori Star over twelve hundred meters. It's our time. Is the favourite top sport cause for concern for twenty general bow little bridesmaid there five fifty much much better seven here to shock. 950 Zethius is $11. Chassis is $13. Dance Dubai, 13 Bit of a market move there in from $18. And then Umgawa, 20 Mr. Exclusive, $21. It's our time. You think deserves another chance, Nico? Yeah, well, you didn't have much chance here either on this day. Uh, this was a tough, tough day to be sort of coming wide at Caulfield. Look, sort of General Bow fence, Nicolini Vito fence, ingratiating was fence, and he comes widest in the straight. Flashes home in the quickest closing splits of the race. The race didn't rate through the roof, but it was a soft track. And I just wonder if the slow early tempo didn't sort of help that. He absolutely rips home here late. I think the key to this horse might be strong, aggressive riders like Ben Allen. Mick D goes aboard on Saturday. Um, he sort of hit the ground running there with the summit. But the, the last time this horse won, Mick D actually rode him um, and it was down the straight in I think the straight six so very similar sort of race uh is super consistent um there probably is a little bit of cat in him but I think a rider like MD given he's had that sit on him before got the best out of him um I thought this is a horse that was really well in he drops in weight uh, he loves the straight and uh, I think that lead up form 
he's potentially a little bit better than some people are sort of rating it. I couldn't really come into cause for concern. I know he's been extremely consistent this campaign, but he brings in three-year-old form. His figures aren't that strong um, relative to, you know, the the levels that sort of it's our time and General Bow and a few others have sort of hit. So I thought the main danger was in Gratian and he's come out and gone to Sydney. So um, I think it's our time finds a really good setup. Uh, he's a horse you know you're going to get you know what you're going to get with him. Uh, he's probably going to be somewhere in the finish. He's going to need a little bit of luck to win, but I think at around $4 for a horse that's completely in the zone, drops in the weight and gets his favorite conditions with a rider that's uh, got a good association with him. I think he's a, a pretty attractive bet. Anyone got uh, – yeah, interesting cause for concern. Did he – I'm just not sure if – I know he won the race last time against Legio 10, but did he really want the 1,400? And Back to 12 is definitely 12, a positive looks for a him. Hard fit, Johnny on the spot. He's going to run well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just – the start before probably showed up whether he's got the ability to sort of race through the classes and get to a, a higher level and was a little bit found wanting. So I kind of agree with Nico. He's he's just extremely well set up fitness-wise and he's going to run well. It's just a matter of how, how high his level is, that's for sure. If he's not up to the class, this will probably this will probably show him out. Then what about Sethus? Down from Sydney, got the Omni-Man it's form. just a horse. No good? Just well, he's, he's probably a little bit deadly, like he – kind of had a buy last day. He didn't really participate at all. Just sort of went back to the, the inside lanes and then he's run prior at Flemington. He was um he ran third to our time. So gets B Shin on. Uh he's definitely a horse if he bought his best, he's in he's in play. But um again, he's not the most prolific winner either. So I think he'd pro- he'd probably be a horse you'd elevate, given I think Bishin goes aboard there. But it's our time. Uh, given he's only given a kilo and a half to cause for concern and brings in much better form at the track and distance than just overall, I think he's it's his day on uh, Saturday. That's his race. Outstanding, DK. Nothing to add there? No, no, no. I'll leave that down the straight. Flemington stuff to Nico. <clears throat> the DK races might be these, uh, these Asprey race races. No, race I reckon, two. I reckon race 10. Oh, you talk about race two. That's the prodigal son of country in horses. Oh, is it? I never looked. <laughs> Who's in there? Maiden winners? All uh, maiden winners? All sorts of horses. Anything I'd know, Nick? Is there? Okay. Oh, your horse. In her stride. She's in there. In her stride. You were a big fan back in the day. I backed her in the stream one day. It, <laughs> one of Peach Owls ran her down at Hamilton and the maiden after it was in front three links. Oh, yeah, I remember it. In her stride. Uh, anyway. You might be able to trainer. chime in there for new, the new few new, weeks. <laughs> new trainer up there at that joint, isn't there? You know, selling oak trees or whatever. So oh, yeah, Vince Bellati goes Vince in. Vince Bellati, uh, yeah. Tilden. Mm. This is an interesting uh, jockey. I know you're big on jockeys, uh, DK. Flemington race 10. We see uh, Benedetta return for the Jason Warren camp. Nice uh, sprinting uh, filly. And Tatum Bull's been booked uh, three kilo claim. And uh, Wiramu Pin, he must be up, up the snow with Bullock. He must have gone skiing, claiming the two kilos. Wiramu Pin, what's going on booking Tatum Bull here? I think Jay Warren, he's more a um, reward that work riders and – she must have done some work. Like, wasn't she Stackhouse's partner or something? And he's the he's the main rider in the stable, so they probably go down there and ride ride work together. That's what I mean. I remember P. Morgan, you saying to me, well, why would I put W. Pin on? What's he done for me? I don't even know the bloke. Why would I put him on? Here's a girl riding 10 a morning and work me. I'll put her on. You know, they're just, they're, some of them are just much more loyal than others, and uh, I'd say there's a bit of loyalty there, and she's got the claim. And um, Anyway, but uh, that's, that's, that's I'm, I'm tipping that's Jay Warren's thing. Why, why would I put W. Pin on? Never used him, don't know him. He doesn't talk to me. He hasn't rung up for the ride, you know, something like that. So Trying um, to win the race. They dodged the Just has to sit on that. Or no, I'm not saying, I'm just saying on in it? general. <laughs> I'm just saying loyalty is the most overrated thing in oh. history when it comes to trainers and jockeys. Yeah. 
Because jockeys yeah, aren't loyal to trainers. <laughs> no, they're not. As soon as they're fast horse, they just yeah. jump off. And just because they give them a little reach around doesn't mean they're loyal. Wasn't there a Tatum bull? Was it Willow on, bull off, and it was a Nicky Burke horse that won on Saturday? I know it was bias-assisted. What was it called? Yeah, Lavoro. Yeah, Lavoro. Yeah. Yeah, that needed. That needed. Like some horses need to be bashed. Need a strong rider. <laughs> you know, oh, you know what I mean? Like Froggy. Froggy replacing a... Froggy needs to be bashed. I agree with that. Yeah. This horse, this horse, yeah, Froggy. This horse, this horse is just—you just got to sit on the thing, especially going down the straight. Just steer it. We saw D Holland do that in a Group One. Just steer the thing. So, and they've got got a bit of class on their side. Who rides? Maybe they got it sort of ass up. This little um, big bash racing. The the motto should be just some horses need to be bashed, and they need to whip more often. (laughs) What's, not uh, not with free. Didn't they put up four dollars this horse or something? Someone did or something. Hey, huh? didn't someone put up four dollars? Apparently six fifty. Six fifty. Must have been one of those ones. No, that put, the, a, put the wrong odds near the wrong number. It was, was a it? malfunction. Oh, it, it went up like two two thirty or whatever, and then it got back out at like palpable, six o'clock to six. Palpable error. Huh? <laughs> so, this, and then it was it was all in favour for the Ori Star, and then they've dodged that dodged to that, run in that race. So. I, I would, if I was back, you know, I'd rather back it with 60 with Stacky, but mm. each to their own. It's going to be great. You're going to be there. Uh, and if you want Nico's mounting yard mail, uh, three to five minutes pre-race. So Flemington will be a, a much uh, better scenario than the Valley last week. So make sure you jump on board, 25 bucks a week. It is uh, outstanding. Uh, it's my turn now. I'm back in the chair. I had a moral for Adelaide because as is still away, he's counting all his cash from last week. And um, my moral from Adelaide's been scratched, so I've had to do uh, an extra little bit of form here. So I'm going to go to Eagle Farm because it's a Queensland show, as DK uh, continues to remind us. And it is race six at Eagle Farm. As Arastro is a favourite here, dollar uh, ninety for the Golan and Ormond camp. So we've got uh, second start for Golan here. Um, Aura Bent is five fifty. Corona Lad six dollars. Our Magnus eight fifty. Northern Express is nine dollars, and then Subterranean is eight eighteen dollars here. So let's. Let's have a look at uh, the last start replay of Zarastro, and <clears throat> it's uh, it's just in the black with the uh, the gold stars sort of leading them up here, and it just sort of gets run down. So release the beans, and uh, Kosciuszko have come through uh, the race. And um, how home is it? Hmm, I thought it, I thought it was home. So might have just been a bit soft, and it's an interesting one. This is Hatchet that sort of reels it in. You got re- release the beans in the uh, the blue with the white sort of roaring home. It's a month between runs, but this horse often often does that, and I think uh, 1,200 metres is as far as it wants, but it looks like it's got the perfect setup. I think it loses uh, Ryan Maloney and it gets um, James Orman, which is uh, which is good. So uh, I'm tipping Golan's left a little bit in this horse. Uh, month between runs, no drama, and I think this is the horse that you can probably save on. It's called uh, Northern Express. So It's $1.90. You save it on something. Well, I think it's nearly a good thing. And then I think the horse in the purple out the back with the uh, the white blinkers um, is going super. He was really good first up at the Sunshine Coast. He um, gets off their heels here and Freedom rallies the horse that uh, bolts in here. you got Vodka Martini that runs second, and I think that forms good enough for um, to be uh, a bit of a danger here. So I think the horse is about $11. So you can bet up uh, Zarastro with confidence, and then you could have a little saver. And, the yeah, the Joker in the pack sort of Northern Express. So back both and uh, you'll get a good result. You can do that. You can back the favourite. You favorite. can't take 10 to 9 and be back in yeah, 10 can. to 8. eight to, what the, geez. Well, there's only two hopes in the race. Uh, all events, not a bad horse. Hey? All right, good luck.
All right, thanks. Anyway, punningform.com.au, that's uh, how I do the form. Sectional's very reliable. How's uh, racing.com going with their uh, sectionals? I noticed uh, a few tweets in the last couple of days that uh, sectional times are missing from country tracks in Victoria. DK? Cast, completely cast. Ninth, since the 9th of the 11th, there hasn't been any Victorian provincial sectional times on the website. Um, I contacted them and uh, said, what the hell's going on here? And uh, I don't know, they disappeared into the abyss. I don't know what's happened there. Yep, so at least that's not punning form reliable because I don't know what's going on with Arcadia or ever. I've said being a blue or who knows what's going on there. But um, no, anyway, no, no good. So punning form if you want reliable sectionals. Beautiful. Outstanding. Could be an opportunity for punning form just to uh, slip in there at racing.com and uh, assert themselves. They're already the dominant uh, sectional provider and that'll just be uh, more icing on the cake. Walty, Walty, Saturday, seven mils at uh, Rose Hill. Huh? Is it Rose Hill? Seven mils? Up to seven mils on Saturday. Bit of rain, but you clear, you've got no. clear all. I looked at it all two or three up and then where the, where anywhere the between two and, two and seven mil. Interesting. Interesting. No, I, I had quick, I had a good look to see whether there's any rain and nothing I saw said rain. So definitely not what I've set up for, but um, true rail, which is interesting. But um, yeah, if there is, I actually hope there is a little bit because obviously that fence has been pretty. Pretty dynamite, and um, for the fence to be dynamite on a true rail, it normally has to be very firm. So a little bit of rain might might even things up and make uh, life more acceptable for everybody. You're not happy with the card, are you? Oh, it's pretty average. Um, tough beating card like these, all these races, highways and whatever. They're, they're not bad, but they're just, you know, 20 runners and, you know, 12 jockeys that should be not riding in town. So it um, makes things very difficult often. But, uh we we do we deal we just deal with what we get served up. Doesn't matter. Race a race. Rose Hill Race Six is your best of the day. It's a thirteen fifty uh meter event, the jockey celebration day. So that's why I've chosen it. Uh King of Naples is the favourite, three dollars. What it goes is four dollars. Regal Pom for eighty. O Tycoon seven fifty. Saomi is eight dollars. Exolitus is nine fifty. You'd be getting dizzy that horse. Running bear is twenty one dollars and uh bluff and Bluster, 21, and then four victory, 26. What he goes is the horse that you like, Bjorn Bakeyard, Jay Collett. Seems to be getting a lot of good rides at the moment, Jay Collett, sitting outside the leader here, Brudenell leading. Well, Collett uh, probably won the race by asserting himself here and, and sitting outside the leader, Brudenell, obviously pretty fast horse that had good form, insurrection form. What he goes ran behind it first up in the 1100 and sort of just ground away, found the line. A good sign that this horse can sit outside a slow tempo and run down a horse like Brudenell. Love horses that can sit outside the leader and – and win, uh, you got Guevara down the outside who's got a very sharp turn of foot, was absolutely suited by the slow tempo, obviously not suited by getting so far back, but that's why it was able to close on what it goes. Hopefully he does the same thing here and asserts himself and, and goes to the front. I think that's the key. And then, you know, it's then it's up to James McDonald whether he sort of presses forward on King of Naples. But I don't want to see him hand up to King of Naples from the wide draw and allow it to go to the front. Then I think King of Naples will probably... Um, Probably be very hard to beat, but uh, if Water goes finds the front, it's a, it's a winner out to fifteen fifty. I don't think he wants that far. I think thirteen fifty at this stage of his preparation is perfect. I hope he just leads, rolls along a touch, and and um, makes it a chase, not a race. And and I think he'll be extremely hard to beat. The stable mate Tycoon to me is a horse that's bursting to win a race, but I just think Schumacher from an awkward draw will probably get too far back again on it. But I don't want to let it get under my guard. And uh, but I think the top two are the clear top picks, and I just hope that, that Collett uses his draw to to assert himself. For the same as he did last start, you just assume that he's, you know, he's seen what this horse can do from up on pace. It's tough. It's not going to 
you know, sprint off a dime. It just needs to sort of set an even tempo and, and put the others to the sword around it. And I think it'll be very hard to beat. Better. Beautiful. The uh, I'm going to just pop yep. one on you and everyone, really. Race 8 is the Missile Stakes over 1,200 metres. Big Parade, $3. Uh, it was nominated, I think, 22-length trial win. Yeah. It was nominated up in Brisbane. I think it had two trials. It was in entitled Brisbane. to win that trial. Yeah, well, it actually didn't go that quick. Um, yeah, it was quite interesting because a lot of well, Bjorns do it off the time and they, they run outrageous times. I think they only went about four or five lengths above the standard time for, for that class for the trial. So it looked like a monstrous win but um and it looked like it sort of burnt the candle it was actually if you if they ran fast time i'd be concerned the horse was completely cast and it was a lawnmower trial but it's um they didn't so anyway i am in the race ingratiating gold mile couple of blue jackets for nico depot backs up you called it we will rock argentia first up rocketing by dragonstone fender most of these horses are sort of 1200 max except for golden mile but i think it's probably looking for hurdles um big parade 1200 max horse does have a good 200 meter record obviously 400 odd day break new trainer he said two trials looked like it was trying to get up to brisbane not sure what happened there another two trials since i think i am definitely the horse that's got pure upside and if it holds out big parade and it has to sit outside i me and then probably the only other fly in the ointment there's we will rock but it did take a sit the other day in that riderless horse race uh, if it sort of drops in behind which is what i'd expecting it to do with big parade drawn four it just sort of slots in behind it um i am me big parade control the race that probably is the end of the race and then uh, i would i'd be i'd be leaning to i am me as being the the, the one to beat here pretty comfortably uh, i know that there's sort of jp was really happy with big parade before that brisbane scratching i haven't spoken to him recently about the horse but i i'm worried about it myself i think a horse that's been up for such a long time and Thing. I'd rather be with the fresh horse that's got huge upside in IME from gate one and Timmy. He's going to have options if they go quick. He can take a city. He's got a turn of foot. He's got everything. I didn't think Golden Miles trials were that great. Ingratiating, where does it get to from nine? I love this, the old non-claiming apprentice in a in a listed race. Like, what What the heck? Depot, um, no. Uh, Argentia is very interesting first up for the new stable, but its trials weren't sort of dynamic either. Um I think the top two should lead control and have it between them. Nico, you uh, horned up anything in a blue jacket there? Ingratiating would be the one if it, if you had to pick one. I, I agree with Walt going mile. He might not look be looking for steeples, but he's probably looking for further than twelve hundred meters. Uh, I think you'd, you'd you'd probably bet up. I me if it was eleven hundred, twelve hundred is probably the end of her. That's probably a max. Big Parade, like everyone's going to rave about the trial win, but he could be completely overbet off it. He probably was early, 270 out to $3 already. So I think that's factored in. I don't know. You don't see many of them win when they win by sort of 10 lengths plus in the trials. So it's something I've sort of had a bit of a, uh, a theory about recently. This, I don't know what you sort of think about that, DK, but when they absolutely bolt in their, their trials, it's um, they just seem to be a bit flat after sometimes, I reckon. Yeah, leave it on the track. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Although Walt said he didn't go out no, and yeah. smash the clock, but that's probably just my theory. So yeah, eleven hundred, you'd probably eye me, but twelve hundred, bit of speed, maybe it does bring in ingratiating, who's the the fit horse. I don't know. It's a bit of a bit of a trappy race. I, I don't want to back big parade though. I think I know that much. Scary, scary. I've seven trials for big parade. Like last seen on race day in the hallmark in April, and he's had seven trials between then and now. That's Danger Will Robinson, as you'd say, Walty. Surely. Surely, and, you know, nothing untoward, but when they do control the race, these two boys, 
they don't normally carve each other to pieces and you know and it normally the better horse wins out of the two they normally control races pretty well when they're the two speed runners and they're good at them and and again it's nothing on toward because they're, they're just good at rating leaders they do it a lot Hmm. Oh, we're going to see a good little contest there. If you want more of Johnny's action across New South Wales, uh, make sure you head to racingwatch.com.au and uh, you can get in the Telegram or you get the Telegram or you can uh, jump in the Discord chat and uh, talk to other like-minded punters. It's time for Donnie's best. Kanazawa loomed uh, to win last week but um, saw a saucer of milk and just started lapping that up and just failed to run past. So a bit sick there for Donnie, but hopefully he's got a couple of winners this week. Hey boys, Johnny here with the best bets this weekend. We're back to Eagle Farm. Great chat to bet on. I think it's a nice betting program this weekend. So I've got a few bets lined up. I'm pretty keen to start the day race one, Rainbow Connection for the informed Mutt Dunn stable. One first up, last prep over a thousand, then went to Sydney, much stronger grades here. Had a few nice trials, looks to map well. Uh, I think it's around 360, 370, looks a nice price. So have a, have a bet on Rainbow Connection in race one. Uh, then we go to race six. The rest of looks tomorrow. Read and win. Two dollars oh five with sports bet. And then the lucky uh, in the eight major arty. It's about three fifty as well. I think first up in Sydney. And, uh, just action didn't look right. It's two trials before that. We're very sharp. Should lead here and give a mighty sight. So they're the three best. They all should be winning. Take the multi. Take the doubles. Take the Trixie. Good luck. No saving for Donny, brother. Hey, he's no just saving for Donny. I haven't done the race, the uh, the first race, Rainbow Connection race, but Donny's record, in, and Nico will attest to this, he's very good at 1,000-metre races. This is definitely Donny's wheelhouse, so Rainbow Connection's uh, a good one there. Zarastro, I, I agree with that one. The major Artie, Artie one's an interesting one because I thought um, uh, better get set goes okay. I have to dig deeper there, but I thought Roman Aureus, CJ Graham, Claiming two, I thought that horse was going pretty good, and six dollars seemed to be a, a decent price for it. So I'd say Roman Aureus is a massive, massive danger. It brings some of the, I think Rocky it, four. Yeah, it won the Rocky Rocky race, beat that Princess Tenko, and then I thought it did okay last start at Doomben behind it's the right Bonaparte. Spot in that Rocky race, I know that it was in the, it sort of won that race bit by a bit of an act of God win, but um, mm. first up and whatever it was well graded that race. Is, it, yeah. is Wakefield the betting? They they like they don't mind have a bet or set them up, do they? So Brian Wakefield don't know a lot about him, but um, I wouldn't be loading one up with CJ on it to have a bet personally. Yeah, I think that's a danger. But uh, Donny sounds very very bullish. Doubles, trebles, every which way. So he's going to be knee deep. He's an excitement machine, Donny. I'm tipping he'll be knee deep before Saturday as well too, just quietly. Top spot steam is the early plays uh, up at Tristan's place. Uh, Tazara last week uh, from the Snowden team. And this week we've got uh, a couple at Eagle Farm. Race two, number four is Oita. He's a sneaky good horse at Tazara too, just quietly. He's two good wins. He's got, he might have a little mild big handicap race in him. Anyway. Yeah, yeah uh, Chad, he, he just had to steer it straight and home it went, went bush down the outside. I think this is a, uh, a Waller runner, this one. This is uh, Lucky 333 at $7, so little uh, MBL job there. Race 9, Eagle Farm number 5, uh, Beaufort Park. This is a pretty competitive race. That's a good spot. That, that's not my, it's definitely not my bet, but. 100% I, good spot. I, I swear to God. I'll show you guys my accounts if you if you like. But well, I'm not um, worried about your accounts. I'm worried about the account the bet was on. Hey, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I I actually thought the race for it Curly was the last Ambrose's time. Account. Yeah. No, who? Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought that uh, both at both at Parks uh, race was last start. So I think maybe a mile. Um, we well, usually one early, so that's probably it. You're yeah. smart to be backing up again. 
Anyway, I think it'll. It's, I think it's into about fourteen dollars. But if you want to back both a park, it'll drift again. Wasn't so you, my bet, but I know the flux on it. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I just. I'll tell you, this horse will drift again. Okay, mate. I didn't back it. It's not just my bet. Up to it, mate. <laughs> Go away, Tristan. But, whoever that counter was, check it, Kirtley. Well, I think off that, a long that's run. a really open race. Uh, I didn't want to bet early in that one, so I think uh, there's a couple. of Good chances there. Uh, Flemington race nine, number nine is Poland, 333 at $7. $7. Uh, uh, he might be trolling here, Tristan. But, uh, yeah, what do you reckon about this one, Nico? It probably goes to the front. Gets beach in, but he hasn't won for a while, so that's probably the, the knock with Poland. Berrichilli Square comes back fresh. Anything from its trials? Did jump troll, out troll good. well, yeah, sort of hit the line strongly at Ballarat. He's a class horse. Um, I don't know, Dan. He was very confident on the radio. He was he? pretty confident, but he is sort of talking Caulfield Cups and mm. Cox Plate, so it's pretty early to be winning if you want to be aiming at races like that. I'll be, I'll be interested to see him in the yard because we, I think we had a max bet on him the day he won the Vars, so I'm obviously got a bit of an opinion of him, but uh, maybe over that sort of distance again, not first up over 1,400. And uh, speaking of jockey, uh, jockeys and merry-go-round that the owners owners gave uh, Williams Craig the uh, lemonade give him the lemonade so a new rider for it John McNeil this prep that's a that's a that right I'd, I'd say outside of that horse that that race is anyone's isn't it Nico yeah it's up for grabs yeah, it's, it all, up, yeah, it's it all open yep he, is, he, he expects it to win down yeah. down Sullivan, so. well it doesn't have to be that good to beat those could just nah. win, win by default could do yeah I thought um the other interesting runner in that race is devoted who we talked about a bit um, sort of over the summer when he was trying to get his way into the railway. Gets him with, what, 51 kilos, first start J-League Junior. It's, it's probably the up-and-comer in the Peters team over that sort of um, spring period and just couldn't win his way into the railway to just some probably poor pike rides. Uh, he's an intriguing runner. Mm, I think ter- this is the horse that uh, Terry Leighton was horned up about, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so it could be expecting big things. And he's wearing a pin, 51 kilos. Could be a uh, could be the fly moment, yeah. Beautiful. Okay, DK. Uh, this is when we ask you about a maiden. It's usually today, and then the show's usually run and done, and it's either won or lost, and it doesn't matter anyway. Mm. Have you got have you got something for us across the next couple of days, or a, a little angle? Oh, nothing real clever. Thought the first favourite would win at uh, Ballarat tomorrow. Um, Tom Dabernick, Villa Villa Royale or something. Just it was a terrific run actually, in a much stronger race. Uh, it stays at 1,200 because it did get a bit keen early, so uh, just has to get the first half of the race right. Jay Fry, just got to get it right, and um, if he's in within range, he, he should round him up the way he finished off the other day, so uh, nothing clever there. The, even though it ran eighth, ran eighth and they find it, and it's, it goes up 240 or 250 or something. That's the, I mean, they go up eighth in the old days, beating five links, you'd be getting eight, seven dollars each way, and now they go up 240, like, you know, anyway. So um, it uh, looks, yeah, it looks, uh, looks like a nice horse, actually. So race one, whatever it is, Villa Royale. And then Nico's got the uh, the first of the uh, the ten race cards. So Flemington's going head to head against uh, Rose Hill finally, which is good to see them battling it out again. So I've got eleven thirty start at Rose Hill, and then uh, eleven fifty at Flemington. You see the ten races are coming in for Brisbane too. They were announced. Are they? Yeah, beautiful. Oh well, Adelaide's just got to come to the party, and we're betting. From hey, bloody go daylight low. savings for us. We'll be starting at nine o'clock. Cornflakes in the first race. We'll have to have like those, you know, like Tom, Tom and Jerry, where you put the you put the uh, the toothpicks in your yeah. eyes to keep yourself awake. It'll, Walt never sleeps. He's a he's a full vampire. Saturdays are the most boring race days in the world for me now. It's just the ten. It's just too much. 
it's just too much. How can anyone be across it all? You decide to check in and out, otherwise your your brain fries. There's too much. Jerry, I Jerry, long time ago, mate. Queue in the rack at two thirty. <laughs> Once the maidens are done, that's it. Every day, queue in the rack at two thirty. None of this bloody six seven hour race days. I worked that out years ago. Can take wonder it's taken everyone else so long to Jerry. La Denise Rouge, mate. Four dollars forty. Do the race for two minutes, and then bang, you get the winner. Too good. All right, we'll see you next week.